Good morning and welcome to the Marcus Today pre-market podcast. My name is Henry Jennings. It is Wednesday, the 9th of August. And as usual, with all the information contained in this podcast, it is general advice only. So please do your own research. Contact your own financial advisor regarding any of the thoughts, ideas or insights in this podcast. All right, well, let's kick things off as always, with the scores on the doors. And the Dow Jones closed down 159 points, which was well and truly off its low, which was 466 down. Its high was 126 down, closing down 0.45% at 35,314. The Nasdaq down 0.8% of a percent, 110 points, 13,884. And the S&P 500 kind of in the middle for diddle, 0.42%, down 19 points, 44.99 below the 4,500 level. That VIX volatility index uh, was up 1.4%, so nothing very exciting there. 15.99 is the level of the VIX volatility index. Our SPY futures showing a loss of five points. We had a gain of two yesterday, so nothing very exciting at the index level at the moment. Uh, down at James Bond, a 007, five points, 72.46. Uh, resources were the soft spot yesterday on the back of those Chinese numbers on exports and imports coming in way below uh, where the market was going for. So that's not good news for our resource sector. And that certainly played out yesterday in our resources with that sector down half a percent. Banks pretty steady. In terms of European markets, we had stock 600 down 0.2, FTSE down 0.4, Germany down 1.1, France down 0.7. Italy, though, down was 2.1% on the back of a surprise windfall tack on Italian banks, sucking around 40 billion bucks out of the Italian banks in terms of profit. Who would have thought the Italian banks were actually that profitable? But apparently they are. So the government has uh, put in place a windfall tax. Also, uh, talking banks while we're at it, uh, the US last night did see some downgrades on some of their banks from Moody's, but we'll get on to that in a minute. As far as uh, US stocks go, we had NVIDIA down 1.7%, AMD down 3.1%, Netflix down 0.6%, Meta down 1.2%, Tesla down 0.7%, Amazon down 1.6%, Alphabet Spaghetti pretty much unchanged, Microsoft uh, down 1.2. Apple, of your eye, up half a percent. So a little bit of uh, buying coming in there. Bargain hunting after some days of losses. U.S. banks, though, J.P. Morgan down 0.6. Bank of America down 1.9. Wells Fargo down 1.3. Goldman's down 2.1. Morgan Stanley down 0.7. In Europe, we had Barclays down 2.5%. Deutsche down 3.8%. And used to be Smart down 1.2%. CBA in European trade down 0.65 of a percent uh, there. So a little bit of easing uh, from the uh, banks overseas last night probably will be affected more today by the Commonwealth Bank result. As far as uh, bond yields go, US 10 years down five basis points, 4.02, two years up. Uh, slightly 4.76. And the Aussie 10 year still pretty much in line with the US 10 year, down 3.1, just hovering slightly above 4% at the moment. Bitcoin, slightly higher, 2.7% higher, 
The Aussie dollar still languishing at 65.41, and the US dollar index up around half a percent. They did see uh, a little bit of uh, action last night in one of the uh, bond auctions in the US, and that went off relatively smoothly. Uh, So that's certainly something uh, to bear in mind. Uh, Moody's did cut the ratings of 10 US banks and put some big names on a downgrade watch. Uh, Major lenders are Bank of New York Mellon, US Bancorp, State Street Truist Financial, Northern Trust are some of the banks now under review for a potential downgrade. So uh, that is something to bear in mind. Outlook negative for 11 banks, including Capital One, Citizens Financial, and official downgrades for some of the smaller ones uh, last night as well. This, I guess, comes on the back of the Fitch downgrade to the U.S. sovereign debt. Interestingly as well, in the U.S., uh, credit card balances jumped in the second quarter and now above a trillion dollars for the first time. They increased $45 billion in April through June, rise of more than 4%, and the measure of credit card debt 30 or more days late rose to 7.2%. That is the highest quarterly rate since 2012. So uh, that certainly didn't help sentiment in the US, but it did fight back relatively well from that 466-odd point drop. It was the fifth negative day out of six sessions for both the S&P 500 and the NASDAQ, and uh, we did see those banks leading it lower. The S&P Regional Banking ETF, the KRE, lost 1.3% as well. And of course, uh, corporate results still very much in focus in the US. 89% of the S&P 500 stocks have reported, and about 80% of those have beaten expectations. So um, that is good. Also news last night that Truist is optimistic on DraftKings on the back of the company's second quarter earnings and uh, upgrades it to a buy for those people that are interested in those sorts of meme stocks there. Currently, U.S. futures after hours, very little change uh, there for U.S. futures. So nothing uh, really happening after hours. In terms of uh, commodities last night, Brent crude up 0.26%, 22 cents, 86.10. WTI continuing to push a little higher, 1.2% higher, or a dollar, 82.89. Gold eased $11.60, or 0.6% of a percent on the back of that U.S. dollar index strengthening. And we had platinum down nearly 2%, silver down 1.7%. Copper took a hit, very much uh, burnished uh, last night, down 2.5%. Big fall for copper, nickel down 1.1%, aluminium down 1.3%, zinc down 1.3%, lead down 0.5%, and tonne down 1.9%. Dalian iron ore futures as well down 2.4%. So not good news there for iron ore. We did see some iron ore um, Upgrades to forecasts, or rather more downgrades to forecasts yesterday, and iron ore fell 0.31 yesterday. Coal slightly higher. Looking at mining stocks overseas, BHP in ADR terms was down 0.9, Rio down 0.8, Glencore down 2.6, Freeport up 0.9, Vale down 0.7, and we had Albemarle down 0.6, Sigma Lithium up 0.3, and Livent up 0.4. Oil stocks a little bit mixed, not doing a lot. Shell down 0.2 and Exxon Mobil up uh, 0.5. ResMed in US trade was down around 4% there. Looking at uh, other things happening overseas, uh, we had those downgrades of course 
And uh, that really it as we are kind of coming to the end of the US reporting season. Here, of course, we are just starting the reporting season and some biggies have dropped this morning. All right, well, let's start at the top, shall we? Commonwealth Bank results are out this morning, uh, the big one. And uh, let's run through uh, the results to kick things off. We had NPAT of $10.16 billion, which was pretty much in line with what the market was going for. The earnings per share slightly higher at $6.02. The market was going for around $5.89 there. Uh, we also saw uh, a la launch of an on-market buyback for up to a billion dollars. There were some that were going for up to $2 billion. Uh, the proposed buyback start date is the 18th of September. Uh, the end date is the 7th of August 2024. Uh, so that very much in focus. Commentary, of course, is the key uh, to Commonwealth Bank. And uh, Matt Common had these words to say, the Australian economy has been resilient with the tailwinds of recovery and population growth, relatively high commodity prices and low unemployment. However, there are signs of downside risks building. We are seeing consumer demand moderate and economic growth slow and are closely monitoring the impact of reduced discretionary spending. Uh, the banking system remains strong and rapidly changing and uncertain global financial conditions, though sound risk management and strong capital regulation. The net interest margin was possibly uh, the one uh, potential fly in the ointment. That was down to 2.07%. Uh, the market may be a little disappointed with that. 2.08 was the hoped for. Uh, loan impairment expenses on a cash basis were 1.11 billion. Uh, the market was going for 1.10 billion. That SETI ratio is still a very, very strong balance sheet. 19.1 on an international comparison uh, versus uh, 18.6. Retail banking, uh, 5.16 billion, uh, 4.93 a year ago. Business banking, uh, really doing very well. And private banking, nearly $4 billion there against a year ago of 3 billion. New Zealand not doing much. Uh, they were slightly better, 1.36. And institutional banking and markets pretty much unchanged there as well. Did see a rise in corporate expenses. So it uh, looks like most of it was pretty much in line, although that NIM number may be a little bit uh, light on compared to where the market was going. So uh, the headline in the AFI is talking about margins sliding. Uh, Dexas Industria reaped profits hit by property write-downs. This is something certainly we are seeing across the board in some of these REITs. Of course, a lot of the profits and distributions are based on property revaluations for uh, uh, REITs, the Real Estate Investment Trust, and they have come under pressure. Working from home and a softer economy will do that for you. Suncorp uh, says the delayed sale of its banking arm is among the reasons for keeping a tight rein on dividends. It's still planning to sell the ANZ in a $4.9 billion deal, but uh, it is keeping a bit of a rein on those dividends out this morning. Uh, so that is uh, something to keep an eye on as well. Uh, other news out this morning, uh, we do have uh, Dexas. Uh, Jefferies has revised its estimates for Australian REITs ahead of the full year results as downgraded Dexas and HMC Capital for those that are playing the REITs at home. Cezal has reported a uh, total income for Q2, 34.9 million. That's up 19% from a year ago of 29 uh, million. And uh, Woodside has been downgraded to neutral from positive at Evans & Partners following that deal yesterday with the Japanese to tell 10% uh, interest in Scarborough. A uh, target price 
has uh, been uh, remained at 39 bucks, 2% upside from here, downgraded to neutral from positive uh, there. And we also have LaVisa downgraded to neutral from outperform at Macquarie. Uh, Woodside downgraded to underweight from neutral at Jardins. Price target cut to $32.65 from $32.85 there. Suncorp, uh, let's go back to them in terms of the uh, the results there. Uh, the um, They noted that the operating environment remains challenging uh, for the bank. Growth overall system growth is expected to slow as economic growth moderates. Net interest margin, the bank expects net interest margin to be around the bottom of its one85 and 1.95% target range. So maybe not such good news there for Suncorp. Uh, Looking at the insurance business growth, GWP, that's gross written premiums growth of around 10% is expected to be primarily driven by increases as the business responds to increased input costs from reinsurance, natural hazards and supply chain inflation there. Uh, cash earnings, NPAT from Suncorp, uh, $1.15 billion. Market was going for around $1.18 billion. And the final dividend, $0.27, cents, yeah, fully franked. But that brings the dividend to $0.60, cents, uh, which is um, not such good news and certainly being a little bit stingy on the dividend front, as they have said um, in their statement. Well, that's about it from me today. Thanks very much for listening. Have a great day. And as always... May the trading gods be with you. Uh, Just a note, I may not get around to doing the members exclusive podcast this morning. It depends. I am giving a a presentation to the University of the Third Age in Toowoomba at 9.45 for about an hour or so. And then I have uh, Ausbiz at midday. So bear with me if there's no members exclusive podcast today. I'm sure you can all look after yourselves in the market today.